Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show, not about squids. Every Thursday on Phantom Radio. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Hello. I'm Jeremy Hunt, and much like Sir Barristan Selmy at that episode <laughs> 33 of Dark Souls 3 on the Games Grumps channel, I am going what? to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to advertise this episode, episode 51, a verbal discharge. Enjoy the show, chaps. Did you just do a little sort of cross, sort of little, little sort of fan story there between yeah. Game of Thrones, Dark Souls, and Game Grumps? Yeah, um, well, you Anything know, involving the word game. Yes, yesterday we were looking at the Games Grumps channel. Mm-hmm. That was yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 it was okay. yesterday. Well, I went home and I looked at their most recent video, which was their episode 33 of their Let's Play of Dark Souls 3. Right. And when I clicked on it, the first thing I saw was Sir Barristan Selmy from Game of Thrones introducing that episode of Dark Souls. Why? I Why? don't know. How did they get Sir Barristan Selmy? They had, they had um, Grey Worm on there as well. Oh, I know they had Grey Worm on Grey Worm was on Harmontown. Yeah, yeah. All of, yeah. All of which are podcasts much better than ours. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't sell yourself short. Um, but you know what this reminds me of? What? Last week, I was listening to this podcast called... Um, it's called Verbal Discharge. Yeah. And they were introduced by uh, that bloke from Most Haunted, um, <gasps> Derek Ikora. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, had, they had Derek Ikora going in the flesh. Yeah. And yeah. then they made a joke later on about how Jeremy Hunt didn't introduce them, but they asked him to. Um, by coincidence, Jeremy Hunt introduced them this week. That's when I was listening to it in the a, future. A very coincidental. That is. That's a complete coincidence. Yeah. And with that, welcome <laughs> to episode 51 of Verbal Discharge. Um, we're now, th- th- this feels odd, we're in sort of the post-live show lull. Yeah. We don't have to promote the live show anymore. I know, but you should still come on May if, the 5th. Yeah, if, 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 if there's any like prospective uh, time travellers listening, uh, come along on May the 5th. It was great. Or came along on May the 5th. Um, I guess, I guess. Continue yeah, to currently like come along Roberts. on May the 5th. Mm-hmm. As Forever you're now. in a horrible Groundhog Day style. <laughs> My my poor mother is trapped <laughs> in a, a cycle of listening to us day over day, day and day in and out. I Jordan, enjoyed, your mom is great. I enjoyed meeting I know, at the is. live show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so so is my, so is my stepdad. You can't, you yeah, can't no, he's, write the equation. Yeah, they're all, he's, they're he's all, good. Yeah, they're all great. but your mum, your mum's great. Um, she did actually. Why is she more funnier than me? Um, I don't know. It's I suppose she's cool. had more she is, experience. She is very funny. She's mm. got more experience. I should imagine just by being older. Yeah. There was a. She did though describe you as looking gay, which yeah. is the highlight of the evening for me. <laughs> so going through saying James looks lovely, Robbie looks lovely, <laughs> which is a lie. Ben looks lovely, also a lie. And James also, you were, you were a lie as well, but I just didn't say it at the time. Wait, <laughs> um, me looking lovely was a lie. No, you're, you're just a lie. a lie. I'm just. It's all a lie. Yeah, I'm really good at a northern accent. I just and... <laughs> pretend to be bad at pretending to be James, even though I'm James the entire time. But you ran through, yeah, James, Jordan, Ben. No, what? Whoever the other, which one am I? Ben I missed my other, own name. Robbie. No, ben, Ben, James, Robbie. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it all look great. Jordan, my son, looks gay. <laughs> it's because I was wearing a flowery shirt. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's quite a nice flowery it's shirt. It's a nice flowery shirt. I don't care what you say. And I'm it was a, what your mum said. <laughs> it was appropriate for the summery weather we were having that day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was nice. May the 5th was a lovely day. I'm wearing a, a mildly like flowery shirt now, so there we yeah. go. So, there's a few other things <laughs> that we uh, have to get used to. Uh, the first, obviously, was that we uh, no longer have to promote the live show because it has yep. come and gone. The second one is that we aren't a part of Phantom anymore. No. We've we've left. But we've moved we've, on. We've separated ourselves, though we are still in their studio. We are still using their studio to record our podcast. And shall be for the time being, although we've got another plan installed, which we won't go into. Um, well, verbal discharge will continue. Yes. 
um, and you've all all got that to look forward to. But there's a few a few exciting things now that we're free of Phantom, because now that we're free of Phantom, there are some things we can talk about. We can reveal uh, <laughs> some truths that we weren't legally able to before. Oh, are we um, are we legally able to reveal them now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, ju- I've just got a few of the truths. I, I think that the the listeners are entitled to know. Okay. Just, you, James, a lie, and now going to reveal the truth. Yes, I will. I will. Uh, the first bit of truth is that uh, Robbie has actually been played by Elijah Wood this entire time. I haven't. I haven't. It's yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. It's not Daniel Radcliffe. It's Daniel Radcliffe. It's not Daniel Radcliffe. People mix him up all the time. Do you know how I know it's not Daniel Radcliffe? How? Because Jordan's played by Daniel Radcliffe. But Jordan's not played by Daniel Radcliffe because Daniel Radcliffe's short. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's pretty short. He's actually, because he was, it was that thing when the third film came out and there's all this talk that he'd have to be replaced because he was too tall and he stayed the same size for ever since. Oh. So he's just been a really tall 13 year old since <laughs> he was 13 and he's now like 48 and i don't think he aged you that know quickly what? i i no i really like how satisfyingly weird daniel radcliffe is and how enthusiastic he's about everything because he's very enthusiastic he's really he sort of uh he gets very into it yeah and yet like i was expecting him to be really enthusiastic about crack cocaine but no he hasn't touched it as he's, far as we know what's he doing he's, he's, he's he, he can't be a child actor and not get, start taking crack i know what what are you doing what are you Life, Daniel Radcliffe. Look, Daniel Radcliffe. Not throwing you down the drain. Daniel, Come. pull your fucking life together and smoke some crack. Don't be <laughs> such a little bitch. Um, another exciting uh, truth we can tell you is that um, before every single show that we do, um, we all fill our mouths with French dressing and we gargle it. And that's where all of these sounds come from. It's just us gargling French dressing. We got really good at it. There was a it. really mild burp I did there. That if you want to rewind, you may be able to hear um, it wasn't very good. But we're not burping the French dressing. We're, no, we're it's just the, it. the, the allergic reaction I have to French dressing. Are you allergic to French uh, dressing? There you go. Nice. That was better. That was all right. Oh, there you go. That was that was a good burp. That was all right. Good yeah, job. That was Daniel Radcliffe's final role. So, uh, another exciting thing we can tell you. Um, we're all actually incredibly right-wing, politically. Yeah. Uh, the whole left-wing thing, the whole uh, bashing our <laughs> liberal agenda, it's all an act. <laughs> it's, it's all, we're all, we're, you laugh, Jordan, but, but because he knows it's true. You know what? Why... I cried when they said that not all schools are going to be academies. <laughs> I'm I wept. I'm wept. In fact, oh. Uh, yeah. Just uh. Jeremy Hunt actually came on the show there because he's a family friend. You know what? I'm Open actually, your eyes, sheeple. I'm I'm really really rich, and I know Jeremy Hunt. I know all of the Tories. Um, in fact, my last Christmas party last year was actually just like a Super Smash Bros for Tory politicians. <laughs> like they all just gathered together yeah, and had a big had a fight. fight. <laughs> yeah, I'd get them in four at a time, and they'd all jump on platforms, jump on top of the house. Jeremy, Jeremy Hunt. Tear it apart. Instead of, but instead of using uh, no like, items, instead of using shells and like punching bags and and like those light sword things and Smash Bros, they just use taxpayers' money. <laughs> <laughs> no items, Cameron only. Number ten Downing Street. Every battle is on coin mode. <laughs> um, so another exciting truth that we can finally tell you, yeah, is that um, we each of us, myself, Jordan, Ben, and Robbie. All consider ourselves to be Derek Acora's biggest fan, and every <laughs> single time we cut to a break, uh, we all have really vicious fights over it. No, I love him more. I love Derek Acora more we, than you. We used to. I now skip the fight and just masturbate to an image of him. Uh, it's, it's the best way to I just pay t- tribute. I just sit in the corner and talk to Sam. <laughs> Sam's my closest link to Acora. Um, another exciting one we can tell you is that all of the podcast art is actually done by renowned artist Damien Hurst. Yeah, uh, all of the podcast art is actually a 3D model. Actually, last <laughs> month was Banksy. 
We got him in as a special one. For it the was. It I'm was. Gonna st- I'm going to start putting artists' logos in the bottom right of, of the, pod <laughs> art, the podcast art from we've, now on. Previous podcast art has been done by uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Um, we've also had um, the guy that painted the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michelangelo. Was, yeah, Michelangelo uh, and all the other Ninja Turtles. <laughs> fucking love Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> and another, ex- please never, he was ever, a, he ever. He an artist who... That's the soundbite you're never yeah, going to Yeah, never down. take that soundbite from. That, I imagine, is the sort of soundbite that someone will play to spite me on my deathbed. <laughs> um, another exciting fact. Um, ben is actually an elaborate hoax, uh, and he isn't real. Yeah, that's why he isn't here this week. We just couldn't be bothered with the production value involved. Fuck it, we can't, we can't be bothered. The production value. Yeah, oh, it's all too much just to CGI animate Ben to get him in the room. It was such a big deal last month. We blew all our budget getting there in person, getting yeah. like, a model of Ben in person. Uh, another fact, um, this entire episode is full of subliminal advertising telling you to buy more things that smell like pomegranate. Buy some pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that smells like pomegranate that isn't pomegranate? Pomegra- pom- I can't talk. Pomegranate body butter. What is, is body butter? You've never seen body butter. Is that the stuff that DJ Khaled rubs all over himself? <laughs> no, that's that's cocoa butter. How didn't... many types of fucking body butter are there? <laughs> well, cocoa butter is not body butter. Is didn't... it just actual butter? It's just No, it's not butter. It's cocoa butter. Wasn't body butter a female rapper? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with something smart and witty to reply to that, but I had nothing. Nothing was coming out. Uh, another one that we've got is uh, there was actually no one at the live show. Nobody came. No. All of the laughter was canned. That's why the podcast art looks so desolate. <laughs> the it. other thing I think it's worth mentioning, though, is that Dan Clarkson, our regular tech man, tech wizard, uh, did such a good job of recording our our audio individually that you can't really hear an audience laughing. So it sounds like no one was laughing. Oh. Um every now and again someone would shout something from the audience and have to really like turn up the, the, the thing uh, when editing it but it sounds like no one was laughing for the entire live show a few people did yeah you can you, know, you can you can hear laughter in the background a bit yeah it's, it, it's, it's there it's there it's mostly just Carl Seeley who joined in in Ducky McDuck yeah as Felix god we do love you Carl you are yeah. good <laughs> he was he was the one since he's so he's got such a loud laugh Mm. Yeah. It made it seem like it more it, people were laughing, I, I, which led to more people laughing. Which was great because the lights were blinding me and I couldn't see. So Carl, Carl's laugh would just, to me, sounded <laughs> yeah. like the whole room. Yeah, The whole room was laughing. I was like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're really good. I remember being able to just about make out some silhouettes of people in the far, far left of the room. Mm. Other than that, I could not hey, see a I, thing. After no. the show, somebody, two people approached me actually and said that we'd, we'd done a really good job and that they thought it was really funny. I didn't know who those two people were, so I took it as I'm famous and now <laughs> I'm just leaving you guys going out on my solo career yeah gonna steal the name and the trademark and everything that's fine because I'm gonna do exactly the same hmm. so we're just gonna get two rival verbal discharges like the two rival Jungle Book films <laughs> are there two rival Jungle as, yeah. in, as in the original and the remake no there was, there was the remake that's just come out that's really really good and that's Bill Murray's Baloo yeah and then there's another one coming out in it was used to come out in a few months time they delayed it two years so it isn't clashing with it it's not oh. Bill Murray's Baloo. Um, it's got Andy Serkis's Baloo. Wait, really? Do we oh, need this great. many jungle books? No, we don't. We absolutely don't. But the book's now out of copyright. So so everyone's yeah. just going to town on it. Exactly. That sounds... Everyone's going to town on the jungle book book. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might as well. Like, <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? Well, when the, when the copyright expires, make hay while the sun is legally binding. 
Anyway, we've got any more things we learned? No, that's about it. I've, I okay. haven't learned anything otherwise. It's not what we've learned. It's what we've yeah. known for ages and the audience well, can finally know. Anything the audience know. can learn. Yeah. Would you, is there anything that they can learn from this? They can learn so much from this. Such as? All the things you just said. <laughs> Which were? <laughs> um, I'm a horse. That, um, that Jordan's Daniel Radcliffe. That um, one of us is a fighting corpse. Um <laughs> That Daniel Radcliffe is Jordan because he's the fighting corpse. Um, I am the fighting corpse. The In fact, that that's going to be on my on my certificate <laughs> when I graduate. <laughs> Jordan the farting corpse. No, 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 Reynolds. Just, just just farting corpse. It's a hell of a boxing announcement, isn't it? In the red corner, <laughs> Jordan the fighting farting <laughs> the fighting corpse. <laughs> the farting corpse, Reynolds. See, because I imagine the fighting corpse is just a corpse that they just throw. <laughs> Like into the ring, like they just, they just throw him, hit him with the fighting corpse, like, like someone, like like sort of his corner men throw him up through the ring, and like I don't know, his knees catch on, catch on the top ring or the the top rope, uh, and he's rotting, so they just separate from his body, um, and then he lands on the the mat and just splats everywhere, and there's just bits of decaying flesh all over the opponent. And then three months later, he dies of typhoid or something. Because <laughs> he's already dead. And then he wins. No, his best move is just being really smelly, so it causes the other guy to pass out. That's his best move, like his street fighter. Like he's got certain combos he can do to be more smelly. I can't remember if I've uh, ever spoken about this on the show before, but uh, when I was uh, a bit younger, I devised a superhero called Matchman. Mm-hmm. Um, and his power was that he's made entirely of wood. Mm. Uh, he can set himself alight um, <laughs> to consume himself to create a fire. But you can only do it once, and it's extremely painful for him. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a very apt superhero. And I think I should write for Marvel. Yeah, That is I... the second show in a row in which I've said that. <laughs> I said that exact same phrase during the live show, I realise. I think you should write for... I, I think you should... I'd... No, go on, go on, go for it, go for it. No, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, I don't feel like we're very sharp at the moment, are we? No, we're all a bit worried. Yeah. We've all sort of been, I There's suppose, a lull. There's yeah, a lull. We've, we've been adjusting to real life. Because mm. we're not... How, how's everyone finding real life? I've been applying for jobs, um, been playing games. <laughs> is, that, is that real life? Yeah. That is as real life as it gets. I had a job interview earlier today. Oh, um, how did this go, James? Well, boy, let me tell you. Did they make you do any parkour? They didn't make me do any parkour. They didn't make me do any trampolining, which for a trampolining and parkour palace, I was expecting (laughs) more of. Um, Instead, it was an entire interview full of team building exercises. Did they make you design a superhero? Because the last team building interview I did, I had to make a superhero. No. Did you design Matchman? I didn't design Matchman, sadly. Oh. There was a point, though, when uh, the first exercise they had us doing was we all went off into a group. I thought you said they didn't make you do any exercising. Hey, sorry. Exercises. Yeah. There's, there's such a difference. I remember when, when I was in school, there was this thing that the dinner ladies used to make us do every single day where we would have to get a finger and we'd move it backwards and forwards and up and down and go, exercises, exercises. Why did the dinner ladies make you do that? It was the end of dinner. They got everyone in and we all had to go, exercises, exercises. Every time? Yes, every day. Are you sure this isn't some weird, like, indoctrination? I was a member of a cult, but... 
this was school. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was either a cult or one of them was getting off on it somehow. <laughs> one day, <laughs> seeing kids wiggle their fingers. One day, someone's going to say something. It's going to trigger Robbie, and he's going to become an unstoppable killing machine. <laughs> All he's going to need. Robbie's the Manchurian candidate. All he needs is just sort of uh, a few code words being said to him, and he'll assassinate his mother. Um, but yeah, so so in this uh, job interview, the first thing they had us do was like we had to uh, sort of spit uh, split up an A4 sheet of paper into four sections and sort of drew, do a coat of arms by drawing four things that were really important to us. Oh. And I was thinking, like, what can I draw? Like, what, what are four things that's really important to me? And I was like, I don't know. I've got some fucking cats. Like, those, those, <laughs> will, those will do. Did you and draw then, four different cats? No, because uh, as I was going down and I sat on the table, they said, oh, d- please no one draw any cats because we had so many of those yesterday. Oh. And, I, and everyone laughed and I was like, ha, 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 shit. <laughs> um, and then I had to sort of frantically think of um, four different things that I could present or was passionate about. And the problem was, I spent so much time drawing the first one mm. that by the time I'd finished my first one, everyone else had done all four. And they said, all right, is everyone finished? And I thought, shit, I'm making a bad impression. <laughs> so um, I had one incredibly well-drawn map of Europe <laughs> and and then, like, three-stick figure. Um, like, so, oh, it, it, was, it was appalling. Is, this, is the European Union something you feel very strongly about? No, I just I went travelling in it and I thought, oh, that's a story I can tell, isn't it? <laughs> that was was pretty good. Um, and there was, there was, there was the one... Europe. There was one slightly laddie um, sort of a, a guy there who... So he was male? Uh, not 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 quite. He wasn't quite laddie, but but he, he was he was a young male, and I thought I can appeal to this. Um, wasn't laddie he, he, what Aladdin's friends called him? Laddie. Hey, laddie. Yeah. Oh, all right, laddie, you got the lamp for us. Well, you're right, laddie. And then that I'd, sounds like he, the la- he smokes like smokes <laughs> the lamp. Yeah, <laughs> smokes the lamp. Got the lamp, mate. Yeah. Do you remember the bit in Aladdin when they all drink carling in a park? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was my favourite scene. But yeah, no, I, I tried to appeal to this guy's sensibilities who was sort of conducting the exercise. And I was like, oh yeah, I went traveling. And he went, oh yeah, where? And I listed off some places and he was like, nice, nice, I'd love to do that. And I was like, well, you should be me, you fucking twat. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Give me a job. <laughs> fucking bitch. What yeah. were the other things you're passionate about? I'm just interested in that. Um, I, did, I did traveling, which I've done uh, a grand total of almost once. Um, <laughs> drinking cocaine and hookers. You know what, Drink- Jordan? Oh, <laughs> I put drinking cocaine. Oh, yeah, drinking well, cocaine and drink- hookers. Drink- yeah, that you know, was all in one. Yeah. You get a big blender, you throw your cocaine and your hookers in there, <laughs> and you just, you just neck it down, beautiful. And you get loads of um, um, sort of chlamydia, and, 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 and you feel great for like half an hour. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they had us um, construct a uh, a tower out of marshmallows and spaghetti. Oh, oh yeah. And they, they sort of they split us off into four groups, and I immediately thought, oh, this is a it's a it's because with any group interview, and anyone who's ever done a group interview can tell yeah. you how excruciatingly unbearable they are, and everyone's sort of so ready and willing to stab and each other yeah, in the that's back. It. You don't know though whether they're looking for teamwork or whether they're looking for you to to take to the stand lead. Out. Oh, yeah, I yeah. always go for the taking the lead. Mm. That's and that's that's not failed me yet it's, smile a lot and take the lead it's such a hard balance to strike though i mean in my group there was these two sort of um 17 year old girls who uh, were like i think they were at college they were lovely they were really bubbly like more than happy to just talk with everyone they were the perfect candidates they were far better for the job than me yeah and there was one other girl who i immediately identified as this is my competition mm-hmm. this is the one that i have to beat 
So we, we were going about sort of setting up this um, this sort of uh, structure. Right. And, she, and we were all like, right, let's make a base for it. And we were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And this, this girl who was my competition said, sure, let's make a triangle base. I had to just fight by the edge. Like, we're not building a fucking triangle, mate. <laughs> you stupid bitch. Have you never studied architecture? Um, but I didn't. I didn't say that. Um, partly because a, I know that a triangle is incredibly structurally sound. Yeah. I don't know that. That was something I found out afterwards. It is, Wait, yeah. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Triangle is the strongest shape. That's why pyramids are so well, strong. Well, I, I know this now. But, but I, <laughs> well, I didn't, it's too late now, James. I didn't then. You should have told me four hours ago well, when I, I was when I was building a square out of spaghetti and marshmallows. Well, I was playing Mortal Kombat. Oh God. But yeah, so we we, we built this tower. It yeah. was it was really good. It, it was it looked like uh, the Eiffel Tower, except smaller, more shit, and made of marshmallows. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other teams, like just as they were doing the countdown, like five, four, three, the the other team's tower collapsed, and it was beautiful, and we fucking won. <laughs> it was it was it was great. It was great. <laughs> you know, last time I tried to because I done something similar um, with with the building a structure out of various items. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to show off, so I tried to make moving pieces to it. What? 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 Did you construct a drawbridge? Did you boil the spaghetti so it would swing? (laughs) No, I I tried to make a Ferris wheel. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard. how did that turn out for you? It actually went well. I, I, I mean, it, what what were the materials you had at your disposal? It was pretty much the same. It was, except it was pencils and marshmallows. Right. Okay. Okay. Because apparently marshmallows are the standard building team building yeah. building equipment. Yeah. Well, you can stab things into them. Yeah, easily, yeah, can't yeah. You? So, so so you use the pencils and and you you I made two triangular bits. Well, mm. with the team we did because we wanted to show off, and you had marshmallows at the top where they, all the go in. And they had a pencil through the middle with a marshmallow on that, and then pencils coming out of it like that. <laughs> and it was more of a square than a Ferris wheel, but it had things hanging off it. Did it spin? No. <laughs> but the seats wiggled a little bit. But did they give you points for trying at least? How well received was it? I mean, I was hired. So yeah. that's just pretty yeah. good. That's pretty that's good. Right. You can't complain. They thought, hey, this guy made a Ferris wheel out of pencils and marshmallows. That's the kind of energy we want on our team. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the spirit we Hire want. Hire me and I'll make a Ferris wheel out of other things like your limbs. Just just you watch. I'll, I'll make so much out of your stationery. in job interviews, Jordan, <laughs> just as, as, a, as a tip. Um, Don't say that to potential employers. I've, I've only failed one interview, and that was Zara, but we won't talk about that. Why don't we Zara, let's talk about that? No, Zara is a shitty, shitty shop anyway, and they don't know anything about fashion. <laughs> anyway, let's <laughs> move on from that. Where, where were we? Was there anything else to tell? Yeah, why we, why am were, I... We haven't introduced... Have we introduced ourselves? Do you want to do that? Hi, I'm Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Uh, I'm, I'm Robbie. I'm still really happy about Leicester City winning the league, because uh, I'm a big Leicester City fan and have been for a really long time. Uh, I'm bullshit. I'm James. Uh, I was only really aware that Leicester had not only a successful football team but a football team oh. when they won. Yeah, yeah. Say, I mean, no, I've been a lifelong support. I definitely wasn't only aware of them because of them win it. And I, and it's a classic underdog story. Uh, yeah, I know all of the players on the team. Uh, I know Leicester. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester one, Finchley, yeah, <laughs> Leicester two. I imagine like the bananas in pajamas. They're just L one and L two, and two players won the league. 
That's why it's such a great underdog story. They have two football players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a bunch of marshmallows they built yeah. as a team building exercise in order to strengthen the team dynamic between those two. <laughs> they filled the goal with marshmallows. <laughs> and two of them don't quite get on. It's like an odd couple type relationship there. The two of them, so when they live together and they've got like a really offbeat chemistry between them. Hmm. The two players on the lesser team, L1 and L2. They live together with their pyjamas and their bananas and they're coming down the stairs. So um, when I w- was on the way to this job interview, I had to yeah. walk there. It was, it was quite a distance away. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked all the way there and I was, I was horrifically sweaty because it was really unexpectedly warm. And then I got there like half an hour earlier than I had to be. Yeah, good. Um, good. No, no, no. As in, I wanted to be there 15 minutes early and I was half an hour early to that. So I was 45 minutes early. I was almost an hour early to the interview. So I didn't really have anything to do. So um, I, I walked to the back of Toys R Us and had a wee because there was a Toys R Us very close to it. Um, and that's Did you do it a, round the back of Toys R Us? Round the back of Toys R Us. Not in Toys R Us, but oh. round the back. Why? Just I always treated Toys R Us as a sacred ground where I'd go every couple of years and get lost in looking at all the Lego and the action men We've and the Beyblades. seen how much Lego costs now. Oh, it's Lots, extortionate. Yeah. The worst part is, you, you get Lego now, it's all really, really sort of stat, like specialised pieces that you yeah. can only use to make one specific thing. Like, Do you remember the days of Lego when you just get a, just a big tub of just I misc have, pieces? I have three like quite sizable crates of Lego in, in, in my house back in Telford. I remember reading a. Um, I read an article about it once because there's a like the world's biggest Lego factory produces. Uh, I can't. I don't have the exact figures off the top of my head, but just a staggering amount of Lego every single day. Mm. And the interesting thing about Lego is that it just isn't biodegradable at all. No. So where's all this Lego going? There it's going into a... big tubs and under beds and all sorts. There was a Lego ship. There was a ship that was transporting Lego across the ocean uh, a few years ago, sort of like maybe 2008, and it sank. Um, and all of the Lego sort of spilled out, or maybe maybe the ship didn't sink, or some Lego spilled overboard, whatever. Um, and suddenly, it was just because it's completely, it's basically indestructible. All the boxes sort of wore away in the ocean. But about <laughs> six months later, all this Lego just washed up on shores of nearby islands, and you're just finding like red two by two blocks floating around. You know what I find interesting? Have you, you ever watched Bear Grylls the island where they send a load of really ill-equipped British people out to an island and say survive? Mm. Um, the stuff that washes up on like tropical island beaches is what, Like insane. film cameras? Like what, Bear Grylls himself? Like, yeah, Bear Grylls washes up at one point. He goes, oh, sorry guys, I was trying to survive with and, and breathe underwater like a fish <laughs> for, for the last three weeks. Um, apparently, uh, this it fell just off the coast of Cornwall in 1997. Mm. Uh, and even to this day, uh, Lego keeps washing up on the beaches. There's actually <laughs> a... Um, a full map on BBC News of all of the sites in the UK where Lego regularly washes to shore, <laughs> which is brilliant. Which, if you want to avoid the price of buying Lego, just go on holiday to Cornwall go and wait for 20 years for the Lego to turn up. That's 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 insane. But mm. yeah, th- things like the, these people survive on things they found in the beaches. Mm. Nets, bottles, cans, cutlery. Someone found a Lego. beer. Someone found a beer. Really? Yeah, like an unopened beer. Incon- like... Decent condition. In, in decent condition. Unopened beer. And they just like opened that and was like, hey, drank that. But of course, they hadn't eaten properly for about three weeks. Mm. So they were very sick off one, one can of beer. 
Do you remember that uh, shipping container? I think it was just off the coast of Wales that uh, sort of toppled over, and a bunch of really valuable motorcycles washed onto the shore in n- like near perfect condition. Wow! People just took them yeah. as you would, as you would. I if would, you, I would, yeah. If I found a motorcycle that had been washed ashore, I would give exactly half a second's thought into: should I return this to its rightful owner or should I keep it? And of course, I'd, I'd return it because I'm, ta- I'm, 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 I'm an excellent citizen. I'd take one and then come back for more and sell <laughs> them. Now, you listeners at home won't know this, but during the Verbal Discharge live show, which took place last week and was really, really good. If was, you want to come, fantastic. you can buy tickets on May the 5th. Um, we had some segments planned, mm. some of which had to be cut in the live show because we realised... Uh, at the time, that none of us are very good at keeping time. <laughs> well, we are, but not when we're verbal discharge. But when we're just riffing and just trying to wing it and just sort of improvise yeah. quite a lot of a comedy show. We do we do and did run away with ourselves. Yeah. So we had to cut... There was a question and answer session we were going to do at the end, which we had to cut, which is a shame, because I would have liked to have had people question me. But <laughs> we also had to another thing didn't we james we did uh, and the other thing was a game that i've devised mm. uh, i'm it, excited you, for this do you remember those choose your own adventure i do i remember them well games <laughs> yeah i do i remember them well yeah they were great they were great they're absolutely fantastic now i've sort of got one. Oh, sort of got one here you sort of got one yeah i wrote it oh great i'm excited well done are you all excited i'm, I'm excited. excited shall we begin shall we are we excited yeah yeah yeah, yeah. shall we what's begin? the title of the game are we excited i'm excited shall we begin we'll let's begin, begin. But are we excited? I'm excited. Let's begin. Shall we begin? No. We shall. No, let's not begin. Let's go home. It's are we excited? It. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth right. it. Right. Shall we begin? Yes. <laughs> are we excited? <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. Let's begin. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> you inhale deeply through the rolled up banknote and snort your morning <laughs> line of cocaine. You straighten your tie. And look into the mirror at your Play-Doh Antichrist of a face. (laughs) You are George Osborne, Chancellor of the Exchequer and Conservative MP for Tatton. And today, today is going to be a beautiful day. Every day is a beautiful day if you're George Osborne. Mostly because you've consumed enough substances to convince you otherwise. Your economic policies have been fucking the country since 2010, (laughs) giving corporate sponsors generous tax breaks while saddling doctors, teachers, students, the police, steel workers, the disabled, and generally anyone who wasn't born rich with six years of crushing austerity. But today, you're going to go the extra mile. Today, you're going to actually fuck the people of Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to take to the stables... Take more cocaine, or call your daddy, Sir Peter Osborne. <laughs> the rich wallpaper dad. The rich wallpaper dad. Okay, so, is the these stables owned by George Osborne? They are owned by George Osborne. <laughs> See, I'd quite like to go and have a look around George Osborne's yeah, yeah, stables. Yeah, yeah. I know I am George Osborne in this scenario, and I won't have to do that, but I want to look around the stables. You want to look around the stables? Look look around do, you, the do you want to do that after you've done the other ones? Because <laughs> I'll be honest, that cuts like a third of the game out. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, we'll come back. Let's take more cocaine, because I feel that's what George Osborne would do. That is what George Osborne would do. Wait, let me find the sheet with that bit on. Oh, here we go. Who are you kidding? 
You're George Osborne, baby, and you'll be blasting Ching up your tutor until the day you die. You turn to the nearest Coke station at your house. Cunningly, Coke station. Cunningly designed so that you can take cocaine at any room in the house at a moment's notice and start to cut up a line. Ooh, yeah, I'm cutting so good, you say to yourself, your big blue erection growing larger with each passing second. I'll cut this line just like I tried to cut personal independence payments for the disabled. With that, you do another line and feel alert and ready to start the day. Would you like to take to the stables or call your daddy Sir Peter Osborne? (laughs) I see how this is going. Um, I see see the effort you put into this. Um, uh, I like to think that the Coke stations are like the ones they had at the fan zones at the Rugby World Cup. Where you would, as you walked in, because Coke was one of the principal sponsors of the Rugby World Cup last year. Okay. Next week's stadium, they'd have a fan zone where the fans could go and chill and have a good time and, and watch coke. everyone yeah and by the side they had like young girls in short shorts serving coke coca-cola they just like they ripped the bottle off and every single time one of them would say to you enjoy the uplifting taste how and young do you mean by young girls oh they were like sort of 18 19 20 oh i thought that i heard the beginning n of nine yeah <laughs> and it was like good god maybe like, maybe yeah, maybe nine yeah that's just the rugby crowd wow the rugby crowd um no but every single time you want one and i go through over and over again just in order to get more coke because it's every buying it um like george osborne does through whatever um (laughs) i yeah they say to me every time enjoy the uplifting taste enjoy the uplifting uplifting taste taste. exactly yeah these is uh, i don't think i've ever had a bit of coke like and and thought wow this is really uplifting this is inspiring like wow this 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 really fizzy sugary drink (laughs) oh it really raises the spirits doesn't it but that was that that was the offer that was the thing they kept saying over and over again also the chips were really overpriced how overpriced Um, oh it was like Eight quid for are, chips, fish and chips. You're joking. Yeah, for a small right. cod and chips. That's ludicrous. Let's, let, let's call Daddy Osborne. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay yeah, because he could potentially pay for fish and chips. Yeah. Potentially. You dial the number into your phone and raise it to your ear. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Please answer, Daddy, you say. <laughs> a click sounds down the line and the call cuts to voicemail. This is Sir Peter Osborne, 17th Baronet, father of George Osborne MP, and owner of Osborne and Little Premium Wallpaper Services. I can't take the call right now, so please leave a message after the beep. Also, I haven't paid any corporation tax since 2008. Cheerio! Would you like to go to the stables? Wait, what? Can we not leave a message? Oh, sorry, yeah, of course. I've I've, I've realised that I've left a bit out. Would you like to... Leave a message or throw the phone away in anger. <laughs> Can we leave, leave a, message? a message? Hello, Daddy. I do hope you're well, you say to your filthy fucking rich father who probably <laughs> never loved you. It's been so long since we've been hunting, we should gather the hounds and take to Merseyside sometime soon. Nobody will mind who we kill. They're only scousers. They're probably too drunk to notice. Also, I own a 15% stake in your company. Ta-ta for now. You hang up the phone and get back to it. See, I, I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. It just mentions the stakes I have in people's companies when I ring up. Whenever I ring up the uni help desk, I say, hi, I've got a 0% help desk in your um, stake. <laughs> I've got company. a 0% help desk in your stake. <laughs> so you, you take I, it. I've got none of your help. I've lodged none of your health, your, 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 your helpful service in the, the food what I'm not going to eat. What? <laughs> uh, never mind. Words. Words. I was playing on words, but not well. I was losing in my game. I was playing with words. <laughs> I think that was evident in Fantastic. that last few sentences. 
It's just sort of like an incompetent, just sort of like inconsistent bumbling of sounds. I am 10% of the man I sometimes am. <laughs> Would you like to go to the stables, let's go to, yes, the stables. let's go to the stables. You wander out of the house, confused by the sight of sunlight. Oh, oh, I've got a joke. Because George Osborne isn't in a stable condition, stable condition, because he's always on the the drugs. Continue. Always, he's always on the cocaine. What the fuck? I hate being outside. It's where poor people go. <laughs> you say as you squint your oddly puffy eyes together. You trundle along to the stables that you had built with taxpayer expenses on your second home in Cheshire. <laughs> wow, things are always better when you don't pay for them. You say. You walk into the stable and take a deep breath through your coke holes. Nothing like the smell of fresh ho- hay and horse shit, you announce through your tooth-ridden lie trap. Would you like to <laughs> mount your horse, Mr. Moneybags, or look in the mystery chest? Look in the mystery <laughs> chest! <laughs> What's in the mystery chest? You approach the mystery chest, oh. feeling excitement welling up inside you like warm sick. You click your heels together and sing the mystery song. My name is George Osborne and I'm the best. I take cocaine and I'm very well dressed. And when I am feeling stressed, I take a look in the mystery chest. (laughs) You open the mystery chest and find that it contains a dead old woman and two two DVD copies of your own speech, which in 2009 you bought with taxpayers' money. That's the thing he actually did, by the way. What? He bought a speech? No, he bought two DVD copies of his own speech and put it on his expenses. Have him giving a speech? Yeah, two DVD copies. Why? Why would he need two copies? <laughs> maybe he's giving them away. Maybe he's got like a free giveaway for fans of the George Osborne. Maybe, maybe he's sending one to his, his his daddy. Or maybe he's got one to watch and one to snort lines off. Would you like to eat the old woman and absorb <laughs> her life essence, or take the DVDs and store them in your inventory? Can we eat the old woman? Can we do both? Yeah. Which one would you like to start with? Should we? Should we uh, go I'll in the order? DVDs. Just put them in the pocket. It's easy to do. Okay. You take the DVDs out of the chest and hold them above your head like a family-friendly video game character. <laughs> DVDs da, 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 da. get... George Osborne got the DVDs. This would be a really great moment to install like the chest opening sound. It, it, can we do this in the... I just did it with my mouth. But yeah, yeah I'll put it in that one. Okay. DVDs get, you say in a grammatically incorrect manner. So uh, would you now like to eat the old woman? Yeah. yeah. Uh, remember, you've now got two DVDs in your inventory. Feel free to use those whenever an opportunity (laughs) may or may may not arise. You unhinge your jaw like a snake and spend the next four hours slowly consuming the dead pensioner. When you've (laughs) finally digested her, you stand up. Something feels very, very wrong. Oh no, I don't like how that feels, you say, feeling your stomach beginning to churn. Oh no, she was... she was... Poor, you cry, knowing poverty to be your only weakness. Your toes, fi- your toes feel instantly heavier, and slowly your body begins turning to stone. No, you cry like the comic book villain you probably are, as your entire biological structure turns to concrete. And so, George Osborne, fourth of his name, dies by being turned to stone. Oh. Uh, you fucked no one today, and you're dead, and you've, you've both failed the quest. That was kind of unsatisfying. Yeah. Well, luckily that was that 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 was, but but, ta- but time travel, and we go back to before we had the old woman. So, <laughs> would you like to go back to? I want to use one of two. Would you like sports. to go back to after when you took the DVDs, yeah, yeah, but yeah, before yeah. you went ate the old woman? Okay, so you can now 
if you like, you can mount your horse. Mount money bags. You swing your leg up with all the grace and decorum you would expect from a man with Gideon as a birth name Mm -hmm. and mount your horse, Mr. Moneybags. Come on, Mr. Moneybags. Let's give them what for, you say as you spurn the horse onwards into the town and forwards to a better tomorrow. You ride Mr. Moneybags long and hard, much like you rode your membership of the Bullingdon Club and friendship with David Cameron to a position of political influence. <laughs> Finally, you arrive in the town. With a, quick sli- with a quick swivel of your devil owl head, you scan the crowds. Scum, look at all these plebs going about their plebby business, you think. You lock your eyes onto three potential candidates, each of them ripe for a good conservative fucking. Would you like to approach the student the single mother or the disabled person Ooh. oh this this this, this feels a... like being a toy politician this yeah. is what it feels like that's, is, that's... i've always wanted to know feeling like a i'm rich and b oh, i've got a choice of, of, of three demographics yeah Ooh. so you've got just to remind you you've got the student the single mother and the disabled person which one are you going to go for single mother okay good choice good choice Hello there, attractive single mother. I'm George Osborne, Chancellor of the Exchequer. Could I interest you in some tax-free wallpaper? You say to the hard-working single mother. I'd love some wallpaper, she says. If only I had walls to paper over, because I was forced to sell my house to balance the books. You are disgusted by her honesty. Get a job, you pot-smoking hippie bitch, you say, (laughs) spitting on her and making a mental note to axe child services further as soon as you're home. So that the, the single mother hasn't worked. <laughs> so would you like to approach the student or the disabled person? The disabled person. Okay. You swagger your big Tory way all the way up to the disabled person. Hey there, have you ever had your benefits cut? Because you look morally and physically broken. <laughs> you say to her, looking with scorn at her mobility scooter. Oh, Mr. George, she says. Please don't make me go back to work. I have a rare bone disease, and if I ever perform physical labour, my entire skeletal structure will turn to dust. (laughs) You feel rage building up inside you like an electricity pylon full of cum. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you understand that we're all in this together? You cry, kicking her in the shin and flipping her mobility scooter. Looks like she's not the one, leaving you only with the student. The student will be the way forward. Can we not rape them? Oh my god! <laughs> that's that's the most. Oh, it's not. It's my inner Tory speaking. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. We, we've established that we're all really right wing. I'm George Osborne. Yeah. So. So so you you want to rape? Do you know what? I look at George Osborne and I think that man's probably a rapist. So you go up to the student. Okay. You saunter up to the student and are repulsed by his useful sense of hope. I bet you're doing media studies, aren't you? <laughs> you say. Why don't you study a real degree? The student shuffles uncomfortably in his tattered poverty boots and speaks. I just wanted to study a degree I'm passionate in. If I'm going to spend the rest of my life in crippling debt, working a zero-hours contract I have no interest in until the day I die, at least I can look back fondly on my bright few years at university. You stab him in the throat and watch as he falls to the floor, bleeding out. (laughs) Why don't you believe in the long-term conservative economic plan, you ask, before (laughs) leaving him to the crows. And you failed all three. Oh. 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 Well, is there anyone else in the street? No. No, What? You you, you, you failed. What was the point? Oh, we were supposed to give them a DVD of our speech. No, no. 
No. no. Is there no way to do it? Because George Osborne's just so physically... No, I just... I, no I, I, I couldn't bring myself to write a game in which George Osborne succeeds. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no way to win. Uh, fair enough. I don't blame you for that. I mean, I mean, we did, we did technically win. Yeah, we we fucked all end. three demographics. I guess you did. I guess like you kicked one over, you spat on one, and stabbed another one. Yeah, which is metaphorically, I think that's what we're going for. I think there we go. That's that's, that's more or less it. There, there we go. Do you know what degree George Osborne did at university? What modern history? Oh, I bet he did. Yeah, I fucking bet he did. But he didn't even do history. He did modern history. What even? What even constitutes modern, modern history? Is like the last hundred years. Yeah. So what he did like Citizen Kane and like. What else is what else counts as history that's happened in the last hundred years? Because like the war, war doesn't really count. How long ago was war? Nineteen forty-five. Nineteen forty-five. Okay, that wasn't the last. Uh, I'm years, looking at the um, the Oxford University website here, trying to find that. Apparently, they've they've since combined it into history, uh, ancient and modern. Th- that's completely redundant. Ancient what? and modern. So yeah, just that's history. Take just the both like, out. Like the history I did at A level. Which was? Which was just history, like any yeah. history. Yeah. Did the Bolsheviks, or did the history of warfare, did medieval times, it was all fun. Yeah. Did you? Did they call it, though, history, modern and ancient? No, they, call, no, because they they're called both... it history. Yeah, because together they make up all of it. It's like calling a bloody... Ah. Th- a degree in the does whole. It, does in it, what... though? It's like calling a degree in the number one. Does, does Number it, one though? brackets half and other half because what about what about the middle ages so you've got modern history you're got ancient history but well, why don't they study that um, they're supposed to be the best university in the world and they don't study the middle ages modern history is the global historiographical approach to the time frame after the post-classical era in european history so it's basically the middle ages onwards oh is it right yeah. it was the last 100 years so it's not modern modern it's, so uh, uh, apparently there's the early modern period which began approximately in the 16th century and then the late modern, the late period, modern period, which, which was is, yesterday. Which was mid-18th century onwards. So, uh, there you go. So, oh, so here you go. Sorry, uh, the version you were thinking of, Robbie, was contemporary history, right, okay. which is the span of historic events that are immediately relevant to the present time. So that's just very, very recent history. So why do people think that a man that did some stuff that's happened in a bit recent but not that recent and got like a 2-1 is worth running the money for the country why not get someone who knows about money rather than someone that knows about how good horses were in the middle ages i, I know an accountant i bet she, do you i bet she'd be better at running yeah, the country but, yeah let her run the country let an account let a random accountant jordan met once run sh- the country sh- 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 <laughs> didn't meet her once i went to a wedding the other week <laughs> oh, well there's someone fantastic you went to a wedding she's clearly got nothing else to do sh- um sh- you can oh my god <laughs> Oh my God, Robbie! <laughs> you, you just—you you really close to the I'm bone trying this to, week. I'm, I'm trying to shout take on George Osborne mantle. Shout out to Emma Gandon. Oh, congratulations, go. Emma! Yeah, they got yeah, married. Congratulations. They had a really nice Is she still I hear that the reception. No, no, she, that's a new she name. turned into Gandon. Congrats! She metamorphosed. Like, like Gandon t- then turned into Ganondorf. What was her final form during the wedding? She became a big green ginger man with a hammer. When you walked into the wedding, or when the groom walked in, was she um, sort? Of, was she playing the organ? And as and as he walked in, it, she, like he had to play sort of space tennis with her, and then she went onto the roof and transformed. Yes, was that exactly but, how the wedding but went? But also, by the they had really nice canapes. What is a canapé? It's a like a mini dish. That, it's like a whole meal. But in, in that you can hold between your thumb and forefinger, but in mm. a bite-sized form. Yeah. So I had mini fish and chips, and oh. it, what it was was a square of potato at the bottom, 
mushy peas, a mini battered cod fillet, and then some like sauce on the top. And that oh. that was a whole meal in between my fingers. Did it and fill you up like a meal though? No, no, no. It's it's there to make you hungrier before you go into your three course meal. Natch. Okay. Oh, so you go, it's there just to tantalise the taste yeah. buds in your stomach and get get you wanting that food. Yeah. It's not like the is it the toothpaste in Charlie and Chocolate Factory that has entire meals in it? I'm not, I can't I can't gum or something. I suppose. Yeah, it's like bubble gum, isn't it? Yeah. And she she chews it, and she goes on to dessert. And he's like, "Hey, I've not I've not I've not perfected the dessert yet." And she oh, turns into a big ranging blue boy. testicle. <laughs> what were the chances of that happening? Oh, her name was Violet, and she turned into something that is Violet. almost almost Violet. Hello, I'm top Hollywood director, the Cohen Brothers, and I Barton think that you should listen to Verbal Discharge. But if you're wondering, old podcast, where art thou? If you head to iTunes or verbaldischarge.co.uk, it's right there, unlike the man. When I say it's that blood simple, I'm being a serious man. You can see my new movie, Hail Caesar, in cinemas from the 4th of March. So last week at the live show, we had some bowls. We did. And at the end, Ben put all the suggestions in one bowl, meaning that <laughs> we don't know what's what, meaning that coming up with a game we could play with all the suggestions for this week. Because lots of people put in suggestions, and a lot of people came up to us after and said, oh, I'm so disappointed you didn't, put it, you didn't pick out our suggestion, our thing we put in the bowls. And so we thought, well, we should do something with them. I should try and... I've got them all with me today. I'm going to do something with them. Uh, for those that weren't there last week or haven't listened to last week's podcast, uh, just go and do that. Um, but basically, <laughs> we had... A bowl for people, a bowl for places, and a bowl for things. And we got people at the live show to put in suggestions. And we then picked them out. We tried to create an award-winning drama based on the suggestions we had there. Yes. Um, I've got the bowl here. All of the suggestions put in by people last week. So this and is just the, the miscellaneous bowl. Yeah. All of the all the suggestions. All of them, because Ben poured them all into one last week. So it's worth explaining, probably, that the, the three bowls were... We had people, I've just places... I just said that. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't really just paying attention. Just 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. that, that. At least you're truthful. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wondered, I was thinking early in the week, I was eating a sandwich, and I thought, as I looked at the bowls, I wonder if I could pick out an item, and it, that could be the type of sandwich what I was eating. Would Nicolas Cage like that sandwich? Okay. What? And so I thought, Jordan, yeah. why don't you reach into the bowl okay. and pick out an item? I'm going to the bottom. Started at the bottom, now I'm here. Wait, so we've said pick an item, but that could be anything. Oh, just pick anything out. So what is it? Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Would Nicolas Cage enjoy a Darth Vader sandwich? Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> James. It'd be quite plasticky, a Darth Vader sandwich. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I think it would get worse when you bit into his respirator tube. And you'd just hear it breathing all the time. And that'd be so off-putting. It would be. Because yeah. you, don't, you don't want your meal to be breathing at you. <laughs> no. No, you really don't. It's like, I, don't I don't understand Unless when people... Unless you're like a tiger. When people eat sort of whole fish. Because mm. the, the one thing you don't want is your meal looking up at you with, with, with sort with of... With with, yeah, with, with guilt-ridden eyes. <laughs> no, but they always look sort of like... A bit bored fish whenever you sort of walk yeah. through the fish section oh. in Sainsbury's. I, I hate and it, got, I hate it. But they sort of, they're, they're glancing up at you and like, all right, Dave. And they sort of have that look on their face of, I could really do it for a cigarette, but I've got to wait another 20 minutes until the meeting's finished on their face. 
Uh, James, spot on. Go, on, you, go on, go on, go on. Do you want to pick out an item? I will. I'm also going to sort of wiggle my hand in towards the bottom there. I'm going to go for this one. And can you tell me whether Jessica Ennis would like that in a sandwich? Clock. Clock. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Ennis like a clock sandwich. Je- who's Jennifer Ennis? <laughs> Is that <laughs> Jessica Ennis' uh... Her mum, yeah. No, uh, would Jessica Ennis like that in a sandwich? I'm not sure if Je- Jessica Ennis would like a clock sandwich. It'd be no. quite... There'd be a lot of parts. It'd be very hard to chew. But I suppose it's it helps of... her too. If she could eat the clock and therefore assume all the powers of a clock, she wouldn't need someone there to time her best times when she's doing practice runs for her heptathlon. She could just do it herself. She'd instantly know what the time was because she ate a clock. You know, I must have missed that episode of Bernard's Watch. <laughs> the one where he ate a clock. The one where he ate a clock and uh, gained the ability to go back in time. Did anyone and ever dream time? that they owned Bernard's Watch? I, I used to wish I owned Burner's yeah, Watch all the time. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what would you do with it? Everything. My favourite episode of Burner's Watch was the one where he, he he had the watch and he walked into a shop and he had to pause time because he thought, I think someone else came in It was and he had to go out in order to, because he didn't want to bump into the Not person to avoid or whatever. Them. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he, he took the item he was buying and he left money on the counter. So he still paid for it. When you think, really, if anyone had Burner's Watch and they were going to pause time as they leave a the shop, they would pause before they went in, take the item, come back out without paying. But he said Burns was so polite that he just left the money on the counter. I'm also, not... it was a one-stop in Nottingham, just around the corner from where I grew up. <laughs> I'm not sure if that sort of your your reading of that says more about Bernard or you. <laughs> I tell you what, last week I committed my first crime. What was your first crime, Robbie? I didn't pay for a five P carrier back. What? At a self service machine. Oh yeah, just, oh, I, no just bags. Pressed, I just pressed no bags and then I got a bag. You and know I what? thought Oh, you know what I thought? Oh, in massive you, as, as you were sort of walking away, I imagine, was your heart going? Yeah. And, and, oh, and yeah. You, you were imagining, like, God, someone's going to come and grab me and tell and me, like, know, hey, hey, you didn't press yes, I took <laughs> a 5p bag. Technically, I was avoiding the plastic bag tax, so it was tax avoidance I was doing, which is the same crime they got Al Capone for. So, really, I'm as bad, as I'm as, as, as hardened a criminal as Al Capone. As Al Capone. Oh. You know what else you could do at the self-service machine that someone got arrested for because she did it so many times? What? Like, she did it for a year before she was caught. She'd get a big hunk of, say, like, silver side mm. beef, yeah. something expensive like that, and then weigh it as potatoes. A potato's I quite know, cheap. No, I know that onions weigh the same, at, or rather, they don't weigh onions. So if you buy, like, two onions and you put through the item code as being onions, you can then put as many items down on the, the weighing scale as you like because it doesn't have a registered yeah. weight for onions. Yeah, same with potatoes. Yeah. That, that's why you use them. Like, um, a kilogram of potatoes is much, much cheaper than a kilogram of beef. Mm. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's really, really worth knowing. I'm, I'm absolutely not going to use that. I keep, yeah, I keep, though, walking through the aisle and looking at the onions and thinking, I could, I could do a mild crime here. And then thinking, no, don't. My conscience is A too strong and B, I don't like onions. <laughs> really? Yeah. Have you ever eaten just raw onion? That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's lovely. Oh, the onion's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got an onion plant. I don't make a on habit of it. Jordan, though. Jordan, buy an onion plant. What you mean is an onion has sprouted and you put it on the mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> now there's two candles on little like spherical kind of little, little like sort holsters? of holsters. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what you'd call them. Yeah, they're like, like an onion shrine. So, so there's two candles, and I thought yeah. there needs to be something in the middle of there. I opened up the cupboard. And there was an onion that had rolled out of my package of onions, oh. and it had grown like green tendrils trying to get back into the bag for some reason. Oh. So I thought, that'll go nice on the mantelpiece. <laughs> I'll put it on the mantelpiece. Fair enough. And now we've got an onion growing yeah. on the mantelpiece. Um, I'm going to pick an item out yeah, go for of it. the bowl, 
And I want us to come up with a celebrity who would enjoy that in a sandwich. Okay. Captain Price. Captain Price was a character in the first two Call of Duty Modern Warfare games. Was he? Is that yeah. who Captain Price? Is? Who wrote Captain Price? Give that to me. Whose handwriting is that in? Uh, I thought I'd recognise the handwriting. But I don't. <laughs> I thought I, I don't really know. Uh, who would like Captain Price in a, in a sandwich? Who Who is the main antagonist of? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1. Oh, um, what's his name? Zadornov. Ross Kemp. Kemp. Ross, Ross Kemp. Kemp. Ross Kemp was not Ross, him. Ross Kemp would eat an army man in a sandwich. Yeah. Yes. Even though when you watch him go to his war zone things, he's actually scared. Yeah. Shitless. He did a bit of a wee. Yeah. As Ben explained on episode 30. Mm. Have you ever seen the bit where um, they they're like they do a um, sort of, I think they stage a, a hostage takeover doing them? Mm. Um, and in all the other situations, obviously, when they've been in actual war zones, he's been cowering down in the dirt and weeing. Um, but as <laughs> soon as it's a staged one, like, like these people sort of run out with like sort of unloaded AK-47s, like, ah, we're going to take you hostage. And he sort of like slightly turns to the side and looks at them with this sort of uh, Ross Kemp glimmer in his eyes. He's like, well, you're not going to shoot me. You're not going to shoot me, you little pofter. And you... the guy's there just looking really confused. And like he, 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 he turns the gun away. He's like, right, oh, you're not going to kill me. I'm Ross Kemp. Have you seen the bit on episode 30 of Verbal Discharge where James tells the exact same story about Ross Kemp? Robbie, I don't remember every single thing. That... <laughs> I do, because I listened again to it this morning. Why? Um, because there was a thing I wanted to make. I was writing a job application, and I wanted to write a thing about the something I mentioned on that episode. Um, oh, the job application. I'm not going to get the job. How extensively do you mention Verbal Discharge in job applications? Um, or rather, how, how specifically? But I was referring to, I had to explain that I, I am able to explain um, basically information in an entertaining and original way. And mm. I wanted to cite the Syria example of explaining the conflict in the Middle East for a game about bowling. Right. So I went okay. and listened back to a bit of it and heard you telling that exact same story. That was sort of deja vu-ish. Well, there we go. Yeah. The One of the interviews, uh, to bring this more deja vu into the situation, mm-hmm. um, when it, one of the other things that I wrote down on my crest of arms in the interview this morning was podcasting. Oh. And I, I sort of shamelessly plugged verbal discharge to everyone present. Because <laughs> um, why not? Why yeah. not? I'm, I'm already there for an interview. I'm there on your time. It's time for some of me time. Look at, <laughs> look at our website, verbaldischarge.co.uk. But yeah, but I explained um, I explained what it was and one of the guys turned to me and just went like, like oh, wow, what, what, what do you do on your podcast? And I said, I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just went, oh, okay then. Um, See, I always get, I always have that tr- troubled kind of problem when people ask me what I do on here. Mm. Can I just go, we, we, we talk about things um, yeah. in a comedic manner? I think. I guess we're funny. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know. Occasionally, some people seem to think so. Like there's listeners and everything. Yeah, and, I bring yeah. that up. Like do people listen to us. Yeah, I don't know why, but mm. they do. Yeah, we've got like people uh, paid to come and see us. We've got listeners at, at least two. Mm. Yeah, at least we had like twenty, thirty odd coming last week. That was incredible. That was. Yeah. That was incredible. How many did we have in total? Twenty eight tickets sold. Twenty eight tickets sold. Uh, we had one person getting without a ticket. Plus, we had it was his birthday, so we got away with it. Um, oh fair enough plus shout out Scott Davis (laughs) happy birthday again a week on and we then had a couple of people in like helping us who didn't pay for tickets Hmm. Um, so that was alright so all all in all it was very good it was was a pleasant number Hmm. yeah yeah. Should we go back to the bottle? Shall, shall we? Jordan, do you want to oh, pick it my one? turn again? Yeah. Ooh, this one feels meaty. Now, tell me, a sandwich this thing would like to eat. This a thing? Person, a person, whatever this is, would like to eat okay. a sandwich. I think that's Gary Barlow, but um, I'm going to read it as it is. <laughs> Gary Barrows, 
Immaculate Anus. Oh, we had this last week. Oh. Gary Barlow's Immaculate should Anus. Should I choose something else? Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I Rob, said... Robbie Williams, but um, <laughs> here we go. Hell. Hell. We had that last week. We had that last week. We had that last week. <laughs> oh. We had this last week. Carrot. Okay, that that's was... the label. That's the label Jesus for the bowl. You're doing such a Come bad on, job. Come on, Jordan. You can it's do this. It's not my fault. You haven't shuffled it very well. The mo- the motivator on total wipeouts. <laughs> Who's the motivator on the, It's that lady that kind of runs around and says, hey, you can do it. Oh, is she the one who sort of has the really like sort of half-hearted interviews with them after they've lost? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, you lost a total wipeout. How does that feel? You, you, you can't do a course designed for pubescence. And they'll always like someone will say one thing, and she'll really pick on it in order to create a character around them. Yeah, because that's how TV works. Yeah, like they say, "Oh, you've got a goat." Oh, well, you're officially goat boy. Go on, goat boy. Why not go and run like a billy goat with your little beard flapping in the wind, and you eat the course? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. They brought, do that a lot. Um, Have you watched? Um... There's this show where they have 99 lives to... The Almost Impossible Challenge, mm. where they have 99 lives to do things that are really impossible, like right. put on a pair of trousers on a really fast treadmill, oh. which, ah. as you could think, is ah. pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to run to the trousers, get them off, off a thing. You have to jump for them. Jumping on a treadmill is already dangerous. Yeah. Then you have to put them on while still running on the treadmill. Do you have handles? No. Oh. It's just it's just a big moving. Can you thing. sit down and stand back up? No, you have to continue moving. Oh, oh, that's quite difficult. Yeah, and and things like that. You have to. Yeah, there was one where you have to throw an egg up in the air over a partition, slide under the over partition. A politician. Over a partition. Over a politician. Yeah, over a politician. Who do you throw it over? Slide underneath the politician and like then the catch legs. it with a bowl that's stuck to their belly on the other side. You slide through the legs. Be careful if you're intertwined; they may get. Uh, etc. James, yeah. pick one out but yeah. before I make an accusation. I can do. But can Robbie do. would like to eat a sandwich with the motivator of Total Wipeout. Yeah. Um, I have got the moon. The moon. The, the moon. moon. The moon. The moon. So, so are we sticking with who would like the moon as a sandwich? Yeah. Um, Unless you've got a better suggestion for this game. Maybe uh, Patrick Moore. Patrick. I w- yeah. yeah. I mean, he's dead. Or, yeah. or Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. One place he hasn't got. He's already got the sun. Wants the moon. Hey. Ooh, he's actually bringing out a new um, newspaper called The Moon, which is, is just worse than the sun. Is he actually? Is that a thing? No. No, but, it's like but, <laughs> it's like the eye in the independent, and the sun's just a small. The moon's just a smaller version. Yeah, you of the sun. you heard it. You heard it here first. Because look at me. I passed GCSE physics. Has anyone seen the Daily Star? The moon star? is just a smaller sun. Seen the what's the Daily Star, yeah, which is the twenty piece on which they, it contains both their page three girls and lots of pictures and no writing. <laughs> because God, if you read the Sun, you're already got to read an age of a three. This is this is the one that's like like the the, the Sun is you're pretty stupid. The Daily, the, if you see someone reading the Daily Star, they are literally a research lab chimp. Mm. They are not worth bothering with. Any of your time, so so, so throw them down yeah. into the pits. Speaking of, of the pits, get rid of I'm them. putting my hand into the pit of the suggestions, and I picked out the talking baby from Family Guy. Oh, for fuck's sake! So, <laughs> so who would like to eat that in a sandwich? Seth MacFarlane. I don't know. He probably would. I'd, some some Seth MacFarlane's bad. <laughs> Brilliant. Is he, 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 Brilliant. He's, he's, he's quite a good singer. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's good at writing comedy. 
I, I, I like the first Ted film. I oh, will stand oh, by the first Ted the film as being quite good. I saw the second. Hey, do you know I all did... the jokes that they repeated every single joke and they yeah. repeated the storyline and yeah. they repeated the angst with the girlfriend yeah. and they repeated several actual jokes that were just repeated jokes of jokes yeah. in the last film. Yeah. And everything else that wasn't was just stolen from Family Guy. Yeah. It feels far more Family Guy-ish whereas Ted feels like his own thing and like he's actually trying to produce something worthwhile. And I think he's got there is an ounce of of talent in Seth MacFarlane, of for comedy. Hmm. And do you know what Ted? He actually managed to squeeze it out of himself. I Ted too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I frustratedly, think he, it's just friction he gains as he tries to. Squeeze I imagine himself. if if Seth MacFarlane, I imagine his writing process is he goes out into the garden hmm. uh, and he takes off his trousers. Yeah. Um, and he's there, and there's sort sort of the the breeze is flapping through his leg hair. Yeah. And he's there, and he, he puts he lays out some paper below him, mm-hmm. uh, and he squats over it, and he's trying, and he's trying, and he's trying to squeeze out some comedy. Does he? Okay. To, to, to wrestle out a nice, big, smelly laugh. Okay. Um, but with Ted, he, he didn't really get a big, a nice, hearty comedy just splatting down on the page. Like, mm. like a oh, is it one of those that kind of gets stuck in, in, in Does the he hair? Not... No, like, I, I think he's, he, he, there's maybe a few smatterings that have come out, Does but mostly post... it just smells of comedy. <laughs> like, like, it smells as if something should be funny, but there's nothing of substance there. Does he not pull his pants down first as well? No, he's not wearing them. He just takes them off. You no, know, he said he took his trousers off, and you didn't mention... Underwear. So well, he goes commando all the time. Does, yeah, Seth, Seth MacFarlane's never wearing. He only ever wears a kilt. At which point, you wouldn't even have to take it off because no, historically, yeah, there's nothing under there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there we go. That's Seth MacFarlane's writing process in full. That's what we've learnt today. Yeah, and I believe that brings us towards the end of another, <laughs> another instalment of Billboard Discharge. That's pretty much our process as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We squat down. We poop, poop, poop. But we we don't poo comedy. We just we just poop. Yeah. That's why the studio is in such a state. Just defecate everywhere. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, we haven't even plugged any of our social media yet. No. Hey, you'll never guess what we're about to do. <laughs> um. So bye. What? No, no I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Faked you out, wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if uh, you do want to find more stuff, things, type gibberish, you can go to verbaldischarge.co.uk and read the blog. You can read the Facebook, everything, etc. There wasn't a blog there. this week. No, nope, I there forgot. Wasn't. Um, <laughs> you can find us at Twitter at verbdisradio. Or you can find us at facebook.com forward slash verbaldischarge or just type verbaldischarge into Facebook. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there. Or email us things at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Listen to us on Podbean. Listen to Podbean. us on iTunes. Yeah. Listen to us on Stitch. Why not Stitcher. rate Stitcher? Why not rate and review us on iTunes? It helps us be better. It helps us like, be at like, number like, 140 again in the yeah. comedy podcast which like we were once. Which somehow happened. Yeah. Anyway, that, that yawn from James, I think, is a clear indication that we should probably wrap things up. We probably should. And bring things towards an end for episode 51. Uh, thank you for joining me, Ben. Oh, do you see what I did there? Because he's not here. Because he's not real. Thank you for joining me, Derek Akora. Oh, what? Thank you for joining us, Elijah Wood. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Daniel Daniel Radcliffe. Thanks for listening. Jeremy Hunt, final word of the show. SpongeBob.